Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for this episode featuring Dr. Miles McKenna and sponsored by Zoetis to talk about a resource available to veterinarians that can be hugely helpful in diagnosing and treating our patients, but maybe a resource that we don't all know about, and that is the Zoetis Virtual Laboratory. Now, this is a resource that I have personal experience with, and we talk about some of my stories on this episode, and also some of Dr. McKenna's experiences consulting with veterinarians. We cover different types of cases, common and unique questions, and even different species like fish. The consultants at Zoetis Virtual Laboratory can help with all kinds of questions and are available around the clock, ready to collaborate for the benefit of all of our patients. Definitely lots of learning in this episode, and hopefully everyone walks away with a good sense of this clinical resource that's available to us as private practitioners to help treat our patients in the most comprehensive way possible. Dr. Miles McKenna graduated as a vet from the University College Dublin. After some time in general practice, he completed an internship in small animal medicine and surgery at Cornell University and a residency in small animal internal medicine at the Royal Veterinary College. He was awarded the European and American Diplomas in Small Animal Internal Medicine in 2019. He was an assistant professor at the University College Dublin prior to joining Zoetis in 2021, where he's currently the Global Director of Clinical Consultations. Let's go ahead and jump into our episode. Well, for this episode, I am joined by Dr. Miles McKenna, and we're going to talk about the Zoetis Virtual Laboratory, which to me, I think is a really interesting subject. This is something that I've used personally, so looking forward to talking more about it. Dr. McKenna, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Very excited to speak about the virtual lab and all it entails. Absolutely. Let's let people know all the options that are out there. So I guess kind of starting with a high-level overview when we talk about Zoetis Virtual Laboratory, what exactly is it that we're referring to? Yeah, so the Virtual Laboratory is essentially integrated suite of products and services that are there to really support vets in practice with the best artificial intelligence and human expertise to help them have a better experience managing their cases and help them feel really supported in practice. So essentially, when we talk about Virtual Lab, there are three main pillars. There's the VetScan Imagist, a really exciting piece of technology that brings the best of AI and can connect our customers to our remote digital clinical pathologists. Another pillar is the Responsible Trending feature of Zoetis DX, a really cool website where you can actually visualize trends in all of your point of care results over time. And then the third pillar would be the Clinical Consultation Service, where Essentially, we have a complimentary clinical advice service where our diagnostics customers can get in contact with any of our over 50 board certified specialists around the world, help connect them and and support them with their cases. That is really exciting because I know, you know, just as, as veterinary medicine continues to advance, which I think has happened rather quickly here in the last several years, we're really finding more and more how much of a team sport this is and how we all need support and to rely on each other's expertise to provide the best care for our patients. So having that access to the imagist, to the responsible trending, and then to this clinical consultation service, I think is really important to to manage these patients in the best way possible. 
Absolutely. And that's really what we what we aim to do with the virtual lab. So I think as veterinarians, a lot of us go from an environment where we might be in university and working on on our final year rotations and we're able to speak to the internist down the hall or consult with our, our friendly clinical pathologists. And then we go out into clinical practice. And even if we have really supportive colleagues, we just don't have that same access to specialist level care. That, that you would like. So with the virtual lab, we really aim to bring this specialist expertise into each practice and really help our customers feel more supported. Yeah, that's so true. I'm like picturing myself first getting out of school. I mean, like, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. And like you see your first yes. case and you're like, oh, no, no, I'm not ready. How do I do this? Yes, I can, I can definitely relate. Um, having started <laughs> in, in general practice myself, I can definitely empathize. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so, you know, now I'm talking about seeing my first case, and I'm going to expose my millennial roots here a little bit and say, when I think of like virtual laboratory, I think of like, you know, stepping into this VR type of thing, which I'm assuming is not the case for Zoetis virtual laboratory. How do we access this? How do we how do we take part in the virtual laboratory? Sure. So um, a, a lot of this takes place on a website called Zoetis DX. So if you're a Zoetis Diagnostics customer, um, you'll be able to sign into this website. And on this website, all of your point of care results from your Zoetis analyzers are going to be on there. And um, so you're going to be able to visualize all of your hematology results, all of your biochem results, and even any results from your imagist. And on Zoetis DX, that's where this point of care responsible trending feature comes in. So as a vet in practice, I think, when you run a biochemistry, for instance, typically our attention is brought towards a result that's flagged as abnormal or being outside of the reference range. And although that's important, something else that's really important when we look at lab results is actually trending changes in each parameter over time, even if they're not strictly outside of the reference intervals. And the responsible trending feature on Zoetis DX um, makes this really easy to do. You can basically see a graphic representation of what each parameter is doing over time. So for instance, if I run three or four biochemistries in a patient over the last two years, I'm going to be able to see if, for instance, the ALT activity is gradually increasing each time I, I run that test. And that can really help with the early diagnosis of diseases like chronic hepatitis you come across in practice, for example. So that feature is available on Zoetis DX. And also on Zoetis DX, this is where you can access our clinical consultation service. So um, we have a really user-friendly experience where you can connect with board-certified specialists to get advice about your cases at no extra charge. You can either request email advice from one of our specialists, or we also have board-certified specialists working all around the clock via Zoom appointments. So if you have a more complex case where you think it would be helpful to speak to a specialist face-to-face -face via Zoom, we have that available. And we actually have 30-minute slots available for each case. So neither the vet in practice or the specialist needs to be under time pressure. You have that designated time to discuss your case in depth. And we have a, a team of specialists all around the world working on our consultation service. So if you're a vet in the USA, we have specialists who are working in Europe or Australia who are covering shifts outside of normal working hours. So even if you're working an overnight shift, you still have a specialist available where you can speak to them at short notice and get that advice you need. So those two pillars of Virtual Lab exist on Zoetis DX. 
And then obviously, if you have a, an Imagist in your practice, you're going to have access to all of the AI functionalities of Imagist. So we have AI fecal analysis, AI blood smear analysis, and now we have AI um, dermatology, cytology. And on the Imagist, you also then will have access to our digital clinical pathology service, where basically if you take a fine needle aspirate from one of your cases, you can upload that onto the Imagist and you can get a report back from a clinical pathologist and hopefully a diagnosis within two hours. So essentially the two things you need for the full virtual lab experience will be your Imagist and Zoetis DX access, which you'll automatically have access to as a diagnostics customer. Gosh, and it really gives you access to a lot of specialty eyes on the patient information yeah. and opinions to, you know, to, again, to make sure you're providing the best care possible for these patients. Absolutely. And I have to say that the clinical consultation service is probably the part of Virtual Lab that I'm most passionate about, but I'm a bit biased because that's the area I, I um, direct. Our team encompasses over 14 different clinical specialties. So if you need neurology advice or cardiology advice, ophthalmology, exotics, even equine or large animal internal medicine, we can help you with, with those cases. And if, if you have a case that doesn't completely fit into one of those boxes, we can take a, a team approach where we would get a couple of different specialties to brainstorm and make sure that as a customer, you get the best advice to help you with that patient. Amazing. Amazing. And I'd love to get into some case examples with the virtual consultation. Yeah. Is it all right? So I've actually, I've used the virtual consultation through Zoetis DX. Is it all right if I share a story, uh, one of my success stories? Yes, please. That, that sounds fantastic. I actually saw her yesterday. She's doing great. She's an older like beagle mix and all of her blood work screamed Cushing's. But I talked to the owner and the owner was like, she is not clinical for Cushing's. I haven't seen any PUPD. She's not polyphagic, you know, not panting and no pendulous belly, all this stuff. And so I was like, you know, gosh, is this ALP is super high. You know, we've got proteinuria, all of it's like, it's screaming Cushing's to me. So I went to Zoetis DX and I did an email consultation. And I said, here's, you know, my lab work. Here's what the owner's telling me. I don't want to start doing extra tests if she's telling me that she's non-clinical, but you know, some of these values are pretty high and I'm a little concerned about them. And the vet that I consulted with was very encouraging and said, nope, I agree with you. That is what this looks like. And I do think probably going ahead and testing for Cushing's would be the right thing to do. So that gave me kind of this extra boost of confidence to say, okay, let's go ahead and run this really expensive test on this patient and see what's going on. And sure enough, she came back Cushnoid. We put it, we started treating her and I touched base with mom, you know, not too long ago and said, you know, how are things going? Have you noticed a difference? And she said, oh my gosh, I had no idea anything was wrong. I didn't think she was clinical until we treated her. And now she's acting like a puppy again. It's such a huge difference. She's doing just absolutely amazing. She responded to the medication beautifully. So it was a, this big success story where, you know, I, I felt like I knew where to go with the case, but having that, having somebody else weigh in and encourage me that, yes, that's the right answer was really helpful. Yeah, oh, that's awesome to hear. And that's certainly something we we see with our customers and it's feedback we get. I'd say around half of our caseload is really where the, the veterinarian, you know, in, in general, they know what's going on, but sometimes they want that extra level of reassurance to make sure they're doing the correct tests and make sure they're doing the absolute best thing for the patient. 
Um, and, and certainly the, the specialists we work with, they, they've really got into this job because they really are passionate about helping veterinarians. So there should never be any judgment there or, uh, you know, everyone generally feels very comfortable speaking to them about these these cases. And then certainly we do get the other 50% of our caseload, which are these more weird and wonderful cases where as a vet in practice, you're like, okay, what's going on here? And <laughs> um, this is this is where I really need some specialist input. So yeah, certainly we see cases at, at all ends of the spectrum there. And I understand you have kind of a neat case example. It was a neuro case. Yeah, we, we come across some really interesting cases from time to time where it, it really becomes extremely apparent that having the specialist input on the case really changed the direction for that case and really gave a positive experience to both the veterinarian and the pet owner. So and this case was actually from a couple of months back where it came in as a neurology advice request. And essentially, it was a six-year-old border terrier who had been treated for suspected idiopathic epilepsy for the past two years. It was started on phenobarbital monotherapy initially, and then it kept having these suspected seizures. And potassium bromide was added in. The seizures still weren't decreasing in frequency. And actually, on um, some of the recent biochemistry, it was noted that the ALT activity was continually increasing, which raised concerns that the the dog's liver wasn't tolerating the medication well. So uh, essentially, this customer reached out to us for help and assistance to help decide on a better plan of action long term to control this patient's seizures and minimize the risk of any adverse effects of the medication. Uh, And one neat feature of the consultation platform on Zoetis DX is that it allows you to attach any relevant information you need about the case. So this veterinarian was able to attach videos of the patient's episodes so that our neurologist could evaluate them. And certainly if there's one thing neurologists love, it's videos, actually being able (laughs) to, to see what the patient's doing and what these episodes look like. And essentially, it became apparent that these episodes actually weren't seizures. So the the dog was actually conscious, uh, but staggering around and and trembling and certainly not neurologically normal. And after reviewing the videos and speaking with the customer, the neurologist was able to conclude that these actually weren't seizures. They were actually due to a condition called paroxysmal dyskinesia, or more commonly, we just call it a movement disorder, because that's a lot easier to pronounce, first of all. And essentially, these are strange neurological conditions that can cause these abnormal staggering episodes um, intermittently. The dogs don't seem to be clinically affected by them. It's usually more stressful to the owner actually having to observe these. But generally, the appearance of these episodes is is pretty pathognomonic, and the Border Terrier is actually a predisposed breed. So with being able to get this neurology input on the case, the veterinarian was able to gradually taper the patient off the anti-epileptic meds that it wasn't tolerating. And we were able to start the patient on the best course of treatment for this movement disorder. So in border terriers, they actually get this condition, which is gluten sensitive. So they have a gluten uh, gluten sensitive paroxysmal dyskinesia, where essentially these episodes appear to be triggered by gluten in the diet. So by transitioning the patient onto a gluten-free diet, we're actually able to dramatically decrease the frequency of these episodes. And both the veterinarian and the pet owner were absolutely delighted, not only to be able to, you know, have better control of the episodes, but also being able to transition this patient off medications that um, it didn't actually need. 
so that was a, a pretty neat case example um, where you know I think it highlighted how just being able to have this rapid access to specialist expertise in your practice without necessarily needing to go to the referral center can make a huge difference. Absolutely. What a cool case. I feel like I just learned a lot just from that summary there. Yes. Yeah, certainly. I, I feel like I, I learn a, a lot just seeing the cases that come in, right? We get all sorts of weird and wonderful conditions. Absolutely. And like you said, you know, with my case and then with this one as well, where they were treating for seizures, but it wasn't seizures, I would agree that you get, you know, very welcoming, kind people that we're consulting with on the other end of Zoetis DX through the virtual lab. Can you kind of talk to us about what it's, you know, like a day in the life of these virtual consultants? Absolutely. So in general, our consultants work with us. They, they cover set hours working on our consultation platform where they will be available for our customers to book appointments with them. So each appointment is blocked off for 30 minutes. So that means that neither the consultant or the veterinarian in practice who's booking the appointment are under time pressure to have to rush through the conversation. And the fact that it's a booking system means that there's not this system of phone tag that can commonly occur in practice where everyone is so busy, they're trying to get hold of each other. And as you know, that doesn't always work out. So we have this appointment system where the, the veterinarian can book this for a time that suits them. And they'll be guaranteed that the specialist will be available at that time. And they won't need to play phone tag, which is a huge plus. And our consultants automatically have visibility to any Zoetis test results that have been performed for the patient. So they can review all of those before the consultation. Our customers can also attach any other relevant results, even if they come from a a different reference lab, or even if they just want to attach videos or, or photos of the patient, they can do that. And so that means that the consultant can go into their appointments prepared about the case rather than having to collect all of that information in the first few minutes of the consultation, which I think makes it a very time effective process and effective process for both the consultant and the veterinarian. And then once the consultant has finished speaking with the customer, they'll actually write a full written summary of what's been discussed. And that's sent to the customer via email shortly after the consultation. And so that is a huge plus for our customers. It means that As a vet in practice, you don't need to spend your time speaking to the specialist scribbling down notes. You'll be assured that you'll get a written summary of everything that was discussed. And you can have that in your patient records or even show that to the pet owner. So that's what our consultants spend most of their day doing, speaking to customers via these live Zoom appointments. In between appointments, they'll also then pick up email queries. We have an email queue and they'll be able to triage those as they come in and make sure we get a rapid response to our customers. And certainly we do sometimes get unusual cases where it might be, for instance, an internal medicine case, but it has some neurology component or cardiology component. So we have this team of over 50 specialists who can converse with one another and make sure that we get the, the best advice to the customer from all of these specialties. Very cool. Listening to you kind of go over all of that, a thought popped into my head, kind of thinking from the standpoint of a practice owner, if we if there's this booking system where you can say, at this time, I'm going to meet with the specialist, it, could that potentially open up maybe like a revenue center for a practice to say, okay, well, 
we're going to do a specialist consultation for you and you can maybe block time off on your schedule to do that instead of trying to, like you said, that phone tag in between appointments, you're frantically scribbling notes and and all of this, depending on how how practices wanted to approach it, like potentially an option for a revenue center for for doctors and, and owners there. Yeah, and, and that's that's certainly um, something we do see from some clinics that they do place a charge on the patient's account for getting this specialist advice, just because it takes the, the vet in practice time to you know, type in all the information or speak to this specialist and relay all that advice. So yeah, certainly it depends on the, the workflow of the individual practice, exactly how they handle it. But that that definitely is an option and it's something we've already seen some practices doing. Definitely another advantage over the phone tag system. Yes, absolutely. I'm yes, I've definitely been on the receiving end of that, you know, scribbling down notes frantically oh, yes. and, and <laughs> all of this. And I've also been on the receiving end of the report that I've gotten from the Zoetis Virtual Lab and will agree it was very easy to interpret. I felt like it was really comprehensive and it helped me moving forward with my case. That's awesome to hear. Yes. Well, let's get into some fun stuff here. I'm curious to know, because you mentioned exotics, and we've talked about exotics with respect to the VetScan Imagist before and heard about some really kind of interesting cases that have come through in that realm. I would love to hear about like some, maybe some weird and strange cases that have come through Zoetis DX. And then also alternatively, if we can talk about some of the more common questions that come through, I'm thinking from the standpoint of like me with the dog where I was like, I really think the next step is to test for Cushing's. Maybe talking about some of the more common questions will help somebody who's like, I don't know if I should call. Maybe the answer is obvious. I don't want to feel, you know, silly for calling about this to know that actually, no, these are some common questions that we get. Absolutely. So yeah, first thing I'll say is that we can help with with any case. So um, no one ever needs to feel conscious. Is this a silly question? Or should I bother asking you advice? Our, our team are happy to help with any query. And certainly, one of the aspects I think our team of consultants like the most is actually being able to help new graduates, who maybe are still in the process of learning how to best handle some of the more common clinical entities that you come across in practice, we can definitely help with those more standard queries. And certainly it's something our team relish being able to help newly graduated veterinarians. So yeah, in terms of some strange and exciting cases, as you said, it it tends to be the exotics department that gets some of the more (laughs) notable cases. So certainly we get a a really wide range of species from axolotls to pythons. I think a couple of weeks ago, we actually had a a dingo from Australia. So like a wild dog um, where, yeah, it had come into the practice and the veterinarian was wondering, okay, how do I treat this? Do I treat it like a domestic dog or are there other things I need to consider? And certainly, yeah, one of the most notable cases I can think of we've had recently was a pet goldfish that came in with skin lesions all over its head. And our dermatologist was actually able to help with that and make a presumptive diagnosis of hole in the head disease, which was something I hadn't heard of before. So this is another thing I learned. (laughs) I learned a lot of new things looking at the the consults that come through. But essentially, yeah, goldfish apparently can get this condition called hole in the head disease, where they get these areas of depigmentation and erosion on their head. It's unknown exactly what causes it, but it's believed to be due to kind of poor environmental conditions. So maybe poor, poor water quality. It's believed there could be a infectious component, be that bacterial infection or bacteria in the water or even mites. 
And sometimes it can be due to nutritional deficiencies. So essentially, the, the vet in practice was able to attach photos of these lesions so that our dermatologist could get a great look. The dermatologist was able to advise some further diagnostics to help confirm a diagnosis and look for some of these common triggers of this hole in the head disease. So they were able to advise how to take some skin scrapes off the gills or even a little gill biopsy to look for parasites. They're also able to advise, you know, what to look for in the diet to make sure that the patient is getting sufficient protein in the diet. And they're also able to recommend some testing to do on the, the water to make sure the water quality was okay. And essentially, it turned out that this patient had a bacterial infection associated with these skin lesions. So they actually were able to recommend adding oxytetracycline to the tank water and also some vitamin C to the tank water. Apparently, that helps a lot with wound healing in goldfish if you just add this to the, the water. So... Yeah, they, these are the types of cases where I'm like, okay, this is a condition I've never heard of before, but it, I, I find it absolutely fascinating. And I, I think it's definitely something our, our, our customers really appreciate because I know if I was a vet in general practice and someone brought me in a goldfish, I, I, I'm probably not going to have a, a whole lot of knowledge on, on what to do with a goldfish in practice unless I'm a, you know, exotics fan. So being able to get this really quick and easy access to our exotic specialist is really appreciated. So, yeah, certainly that, that would be one of the more interesting cases I'd say we've, we've seen recently. If we think about some of the more common questions we get, a lot of them are about interpretation of endocrine results. So like with your Cushing's patient, it, it's similar with thyroid disease, right? You run all of these tests and sometimes they, they're not all consistent with the diagnosis of what you think it's going to be. And that's where you want to reach out to the specialist to say, hey, help me interpret this low-dose dex um, suppression test. Should I run an ACTH stimulation test? Should I do an ultrasound of the abdomen to look at the adrenals? These are quite common questions we get. And on, on the same topic of endocrine disease, we also get a lot of questions about adjustment of dosages. So we might have a patient levothyroxine therapy and the clinician wants to know, should I be increasing the dose? Or should I keep on the same levothyroxine dose? And similarly with um, patients who are on trilostane for Cushing's disease, our, our specialists help a lot with dose adjustments for that. Otherwise, if we think about common questions, a lot of them are just questions regarding interpretation of biochemistry results. So, you know, why is the potassium consistently high? Why is my calcium consistently low? Do I need to consider doing an ionized calcium? And then the other really big area that, that we get a lot of requests about is urinary tract infections. So that's a pretty hot topic in um, internal medicine about, you know, when should we actually treat bacteria in the urine? We get a lot of patients who have what we call subclinical bacteriuria, where there's bacteria cultured when we do a urine culture, but the patient doesn't actually have any clinical signs. And in general, it's now advised that we shouldn't necessarily be treating those patients with antibiotics uh, unless they actually have clinical signs of a, a urinary tract infection or lower urinary tract disease. On the same theme, we also get a lot of questions about, you know, patients who are getting recurrent urinary tract infections. Uh, why is this happening? Uh, and what tests should I be doing to look for underlying causes of why my patient keeps getting a urinary tract infection? So those would be some of the really common questions we get on a daily basis. But as you can imagine, the, the caseload is, is pretty varied with, with all of the specialties we get. So like for oncology, we get a lot of questions about staging for lymphoma treatment for mast cell tumors. And with dermatology, 
you know, th those cases are usually quite in-depth and have a lot of follow-up consultations just with the nature of dermatology. So yeah, really, really wide and varied caseload. But the, the, the summary is that we can help with any clinical case you have. Between our team of specialists, we can definitely help. That is very cool. That is just very wide ranging options of of cases that you can help with. You know, I keep going back to Cushing's, but goodness knows dose adjustments for trilostane, they just, they haunt my dreams sometimes of like, yes. you know, do you double it? Do you do a 30%, you know, a 25% increase? What about the clinical signs? So yeah, dose adjustments are really challenging and gosh, and UTIs too, like what constitutes clinical signs and, and when do we treat? So yeah. yeah, sometimes just having that extra opinion to say, yes, treat, no, don't treat, approach it this way, run these extra tests. It actually brings to mind a case I saw I've, I've been seeing recently, maybe I need to reach out of walks and talks like CKD, but the phosphorus is staying low and I can't figure out why. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah, we can definitely help with that. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. That may, you may be hearing from me soon about that little great. guy. Fortunately, he's clinically doing great. Oh, good. Also, as each of my daughters have tanks full of guppies, good to know that the exotic vets are there because who knew you could get so attached to a tank full of guppies? Yes, <laughs> definitely have their <laughs> have their own characters. Yes, they do. I love those little guys. Okay, so you have me convinced, but of course, I was I was kind of already convinced. So for those out there who want to know more about how to access the Zoetis Virtual Lab, how do they find the Virtual Lab? Yeah, so they can either go on to the Zoetis Diagnostics website, zoetisdiagnostics.com. And we have a lot of information there about Virtual Lab and all it entails. Or even better, they can contact their local Zoetis Diagnostics rep who can tell them all about Virtual Lab and they can assist them signing up to Virtual Lab and even call out to the, the clinic and, and give them a demo. Perfect, perfect. Well, Dr. McKenna, this has been a really fun conversation. We learned a lot about Zoetis Virtual Lab and also a lot clinically that I'm going to take with me. So thank you so much for the conversation. Any final thoughts you want to share with us? So I just want to say thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. What I will say is that please feel free to use our virtual lab. We have our team of specialists there waiting and ready to help you with all of your cases. And stay tuned um, on the Zoetis Diagnostics website for updates. The virtual lab is expanding and getting even better all the time. So we'll post any updates there and stay tuned. Well, I think we can all agree that the more consultation resources we have out in practice, the better. So thank you so much, Dr. McKenna, for joining me for this talk. Thank you to Zoetis for making it possible. And thanks to all you listeners out there for joining us. For more episodes like this, click on the Education tab on the Vetfolio website. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this talk, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. Mm -hmm.